0: Gentlemen,
1: let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do, we do. Who needs a
0: mixtape? You do, you do. Who makes a mixtape? We, we do, we do. Who needs a mixtape? Mix you do, you do.
2: To our mixtape, raise the roof and move your feet, come along and laugh with our mixtape, ha, 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 ha. Walka, 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 walka. so come on and listen to our mixtape, sing along and clap to the beat, settle in and listen to our mixtape, and now the music finishes, enjoy our pork sandwiches.
3: So here we are again for another, I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but we're here to do another episode of the Mixtape Podcast. I'm Jason Emmett. And I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted... Oh, wait. I'm Stewie D. Yeah. No yeah. Twisted Kid math tonight. Lame. And he knows. He's going to listen back and he's going to be like, "Another going to talk shit about me. And we are, because he bitched out on us, you know, little wiener. Yeah, just... That's okay. We got Stewie D tonight. It's the
4: best thing ever.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tonight we've got a really fun episode. We'll get to that here in just uno momento. Uh, but first, we're going to do all those things we have to do uh, beforehand. Uh, thanks, everyone that has been listening to the show and sharing the show. Uh, it's The numbers have been great. and We really appreciate it. But if you don't mind to continue to, um, you know, Share the show, give us a rating, five stars, ten stars if they let you go that high. We would really appreciate that. (laughs) If you haven't done so yet, please head over to our Facebook page and join the fun there, or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We'll give you a little thing here in a minute telling you how you can find us on all of those things, but uh, we would love to see you over there. We've got some episodes coming up here where we are actually going to require the listeners, so we're going to... Do a couple playlists that you guys put together for the show So we're going to need you for that So if you're a fan of the show at all Might as well go over and do. You just do it now. Do I not count when I do that? We talked about your little playlist on The industrial episodes too You, you know, if you're going to give us a playlist You should go back and listen to the episode I did listen to it Well then you know we talked about it Yeah <laughs> just, so good to have you back <laughs> Um, Hey one of the things we do a lot on Facebook is we share uh, upcoming concerts and things like that. And not only in our area, I will share any cool concert I see coming in any area, so that if you don't live around here, you know you still know about cool Mainly concerts. Our area. No, I do it for any area. Like I'll post any cool concert yeah. I see.
0: Yeah.
3: However, with that being said, man, this July here in town is going to be friggin' awesome it's for really us tiring. here in Cincinnati uh, because July second. Yep. Third and fourth, we have free concerts going on. Sunday, Monday. If Wednesday. you're
2: not within the Cincinnati area, you might want to make a road trip. No
3: shit, man. Free. Concert. So free. So the um, the third. I'm sorry. The second is going to be our friend Art Alexakis and Everclear. They're going to be out here in Westchester. All these things are suburbs of Cincinnati. So if you're near the area, you can you'll make it. Uh, they're going to be out. In Westchester here, Everclear, and if you haven't seen Everclear live, they're fantastic. And uh, we've we've had Art on the show. You can go back and listen to that episode. Great dude, great time. So we highly recommend that. Then we have on the second of July, right? We've got another um, festival going on. So it's all, of course, you know, Fourth of July festival stuff. Right. I'm sorry, that was the second on the third of July, which is my birthday. Birth. Uh, we've got the Gin Blossoms. And lit. So they're both going to be we here get lit. together on the second or the third of July. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We've actually, it's funny because we've been talking about the Gym Blossoms a lot and how we would like to have them on the show. Hopefully, we're going to get them on the show. We've reached out and hopefully we uh, get somebody from the Gym Blossoms on the show. Then comes July the fourth uh, with Collective Soul. Yeah. And a band that is kind of becoming very popular. Their name is Plush, which is weird because doesn't Collective Soul have a song called Plush?
4: But so does uh, uh, uh they're, not, they're, I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> I, forget, I forget. I forget. I'm old.
3: That's succinctly put, Stu. Uh So this band Plush is going to be there, and apparently they're growing quite the uh, following. Double pounds. That's who I was thinking of when I said collective soul. This is what happens with the old man brain fog. I do this a lot.
4: So I forget you just place it. Yeah, band I just and play I just game. say
3: whatever the fuck I want and hope that everybody believes me. <laughs> 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 it's worked for a lot Insert of politicians band here. So I thought yeah. maybe it would work for me too. And they're going to be there as well. And Stu's a big fan of them, so hopefully, yeah. um, I actually reached out. We we don't typically talk to new bands, but I wouldn't mind have them on the show. They've opened for a lot of really cool people. And they're kind of growing, and it would it would be nice to give a newer they actually, band some uh, attention.
4: I think they opened up for uh, the Christmas orchestra thing. Uh, Trans Siberian, yeah. I think they that opened seems up for like them. a weird. Is she the lead singer? Either opened up for them or played with them. I can't That's remember. That's pot. Who knows. Mm.
3: uh but we've actually reached out to um collective soul and there is uh they've responded and i think we're gonna have some of the members of collective soul on the show mm-hmm. oh, nice. um, i don't usually like to give certain things away uh but we're also have um just booked one of the we've just scheduled one of the members from the band sticks so we will be interviewing him for the show as well so we got some really cool interviews coming up so stick around for all of that and again please show love uh, to all the music we play here on the show and all the people we talk about whether they be uh, you know musicians or actors please you know go watch their movies or share their music and show them some love and support and uh, you know Go on to Twitter and tell them you heard about you heard their interview here on the show. That would be awesome. Uh, so let's go ahead really quick, and we're going to play a little bit here that will tell you how to find all of our social medias and uh, you know, make that a little easier on you. You can go over and click on those, and then we will be right back after these
1: messages. If you are a fan of the Mixtape podcast, then you need to follow us on the social medias. And if you aren't a fan, well, then you should start listening. Become a fan. Then follow us on the social medias. Here is how you would go about that. The easiest way to find us is by heading to themixtapepod.com and scanning the link tree. Or you can follow the direct links to each one. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on all of them. And you really should follow us because we interact with our listeners. We ask you guys to send your mixtape suggestions. We tease upcoming guests and events, and a bunch more. Also, we have a voicemail line you can call, sing us a song, leave us a message, tell us your thoughts for the show, whatever you want. That number is 513. 513- Four three seven two three seven seven or five one three he rad 77 there it is all the social media stuff you should know and like always remember to stay awesome where'd my penis
4: go
3: oh say cc mm-hmm. stew's here <laughs> <We> didn't. You a... <laughs> didn't think I was going to not play that at some point, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's a little bit different. Um, it is a playlist, but it's not one any of us created. This we're, is
4: we're recording naked as well.
3: Yeah, that's not any different. I always record naked. I'm just yeah. used to being by myself when I do it, so that's fine. We miss um, Kevin. Sorry about your luck. Uh, so <laughs> tonight we didn't create the playlist. Uh, in a weird sort of way, we all. Everyone created this playlist. If you were alive in the 90s, you created this playlist or you helped. Mm. That's for sure. Uh, Tonight we're going to do a 90s one, and here in a few weeks we're going to do the 80s one. I thought it would be really cool to, instead of us picking the songs for once, going back over the entire decade of the 90s and talking about the number one hit from each year. Now, Billboard puts together a list called the Billboard Year End Hot 100 Singles. They do this every year. Mm. So the Billboard Hot 100 is a chart that ranks the best performing singles in the United States for the year. Of all genres? Yes. Just the number one song of the year, single of the year. Um, The songs are compiled based on each single's weekly, physical, and digital sales. So these are like the number one selling single of that year. Uh, They also take in uh, consideration from Airplay and nowadays streaming by the end of the year, too, So because the world's a little different. But we're talking about... Nineteen ninety up, so there's no streaming, guys. It's just you know what up. we actually had to listen to this shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you had to buy stuff and play it on stuff. Yeah, right. You had to go out and
3: buy the single <laughs> or listen on the radio <laughs> or and hit on play. The, yeah, the record. hope that Casey Kasem wasn't talking over part of the damn song. Well, shut up, dude. <laughs> shut up, up, Casey. Um, <laughs> so uh, Billboard publishes an annual list of the hundred most successful songs throughout that year on the Hot 100 chart based on the information we just talked about. And then they figure out which was the number one best, most listened to best selling single that year. So I thought it would be fun to start with 1990, go all the way up through and list the number one single for each year and talk a little bit about it. Here's what's funny. Uh, Some of these songs have come up on the show once or twice on playlists, not necessarily playlists we liked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um. And then
4: uh, oh, Jesus. I, and now I know why you mentioned that one. Yeah.
3: And then some. You got talking to the Mike dipshit. I'm gonna smack you if you don't. Sorry. <laughs> you act like you've never done this before. I'm I'm a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, now you know why I mentioned that one. Damn yes, it. it's on here. Like, you can't get away from it. It's always going to be there in our lives, man. We might as well just get used to it. Uh, and Matt, since he's not here, uh, sorry, man, because one of your favorite songs is, is on this list, and you don't... Not I can't, anymore. I can't do anything for you, man. You're just going to miss it. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. So, uh, after uh, aside from that, it's going to be what it's always Ben. I'm going to play you a clip of the song, we're going to talk about it. So we're going to start with the year of 1990 of our Lord... And we're—I don't know what I'm talking about. And uh, this—why well, I, I, do any of us know what we're talking about? It's going to be difficult because it would require you guys to remember what year songs came out. I know a few, but I don't know if they're the number ones. So let, let's just uh, w- real quick, and we'll start with we'll start with uh, Stewie. Out of this list of like ten songs. From the '90s, I, we'll tell you if you're right when we get there. Are there any songs you expect will be the number one song for a year in the '90s? You don't have to tell me what year, because that'd be tough. Maybe two. What do you What do you think might be on this
4: list? Vanilla Ice. Mm, would that would be
3: 1990, technically. That that was a single.
4: It Was not what we're. It was really
3: no. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, but no, it's not on here. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> what I said, forget what you said. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, crisscross. Okay, so he's thinking crisscross. He said vanilla ice.
4: Kevin. Yeah, I don't know. I'm
3: gonna. I want you to take a couple guesses and know that Stu is way off course. Okay. Uh, do you have any idea? May any songs that you think might have been the number one single for any year in nineteen in the decade of the '90s? Oh wait, Mariah Carey.
2: All right, um, I'm thinking like MC Hammer. You can't touch
3: this. That's a pretty good guess. Damn. So Sue, right. Sue says Mariah Carey. What Mariah Carey song? Any any more thoughts, Kev? Yeah. Something you think might have might have been on the list?
2: Uh, I'm thinking Whitney Houston. Um, oh
4: yeah, yeah. Oh damn it,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Well, the first one on the list, I'm betting Matt could have guessed. So for 1990 this was the number 1 most selling single of
0: 1990 Until then, baby, you to
3: Yep, 1990, Hold On, Wilson Phillips. Damn, uh, I love that song, but I didn't realize it was number one. Released in February, so right at the beginning of 1990. It held as up, huh? The lead single from their uh, debut studio album, uh, Wilson Phillips. The song topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for a week in June 1990 and was the most successful single of that year in the United States. The song won the Billboard Music Award for a Hot 100 single of the year. Uh, the Grammy Awards... Uh, at the Grammy Awards in 1991, "Hold On" received a nomination for Song of the Year, losing to "From a Distance" by Julie Golden, and performed by Bette Midler. In 2017, Billboard ranked the song number 15 on their list of 100 Greatest Girl Group Songs of All Time. Hmm. Uh, so, China Phillips actually wrote that the song's lyrics um, while she wrote the song's lyrics while battling substance abuse as well as being in a really bad relationship, as she said. Mm. Um, She explained to Kelly Clarkson, I guess, on her show, I just said, if I don't change my course, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, So producer Glenn Ballard presented the track to the group, noting it needed lyrics, and Phillips based the lyrics off the principles taught in Alcoholics Anonymous, especially the idea that uh, each day had to be taken one day at a time. The next day, Phillips returned with Hold On and sang it for the group, and uh, f- they all loved it, and it has become one of those massively huge inspirational songs for everybody. I love that song. It's a wonderful song. song. It, it really is. It's like you hear it, and you just you start getting pumped up. You're like, yeah, I could do anything, and you can't, but you know, you think uh, you could. Well, I try. It's almost like I Believe I Could Fly. You know, it's uh, it, uh, <laughs> like being on children. No, I don't like peeing on children. No, he does. <laughs> I mean, amongst other things. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, did he ever pee on a kid? I don't know. He might have. He's weird. Yeah,
2: he, uh, yeah according to that one tape that was circulating like, in the early
3: 2000s. Well, I knew yeah. he peed on people and he messed with underage people, but I didn't know the two things crossed.
4: <laughs> don't cross <Yeah>. the streams. <laughs> Let's just
3: Right. Uh, I didn't know. I don't know. You know, I Sometimes when I hear weird stuff, I catch enough, and then I veer in the other direction. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's gross. I don't need to know. Two girls, one girl.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to see that. I
3: know. Matt and I had a whole discussion about this the other day. I've never weird, seen
4: it, but I know what yeah, it's
3: all about. That weird sense of morbid curiosity that most people have, I, I don't. don't have it. So no. People will be like, "You got to watch this." I'm like, "No, I, I suspect I don't." <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good feeling. I don't need to see that yeah, ever. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I have seen cake farts though, Stu. And so that is
0: awesome.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
3: that's happened. That's a real thing. We've. Uh, and we
4: showed Missy and
3: uh, was it Karen? It, no, it was Heather, my ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> we made them watch it too. <laughs> now I wonder if it's still up.
2: Uh, oh, I'm sorry. sure there's. <laughs> I'm not sure it's somewhere.
4: <laughs> they
2: use different cakes, like cheesecake now. <laughs> uh.
3: No, no, Kev. They brought the cheese. It was fine.
4: Uh, <laughs> Now I feel bad well, about the next band. I kind of wonder if we eat, They eat the cake. No, nope, no. Nope.
3: We're done. <laughs> conversation over. We gotta get back on track. I don't wanna keep having this conversation. Uh, so we're moving into nineteen ninety one. So I'm gonna give you guys a hint. The the number one single from nineteen ninety one is from a movie. But it's ninety one, so don't go too late here in the mm-hmm. decade. It's from an action movie. Batman. No, that uh, would I'm be
2: 1989.
3: Guns and Roses, maybe. No, they didn't have a nope. movie. Not Guns yeah. and Roses. Nah, Welcome to the Jungle was in, um, but it wasn't made for No, nah, But it wasn't made for the movie. Mm. This was made for the movie. Uh, so for 1991. Kenny Loggins. No, no, it's Kenny. not. It's not Kenny Loggins. Okay, okay. No, it's, I'm it's, done. Are you now? Are you? <laughs> are you sure? So uh, for 1991. Uh, it, <laughs> Um, this was the number one selling single
0: yep
3: yep everything I do I do it for you Brian Adams uh, written by Brian Adams Michael Kamen and Robert John Mutt Lang. this power ballad was the lead single for both the soundtrack from the 1991 film robin hood prince of thieves and also brian adams sixth studio album waking up the neighbors uh this song was a huge uh chart success uh yeah. internationally as well not just here in the states uh it reached the number one uh, spot on the music charts of at least 19 countries In the U.S., it topped the Billboard Hot 100, which combines, again, radio, airplay, and sales for seven weeks, but stayed at number one for 17 consecutive weeks on the sales-only chart. So while it was on the airplay chart for seven weeks, the sales chart, it was for 17 weeks. This was the number one-selling single. Uh, It went on to sell more than 15 million copies worldwide, making it Adam's most successful song one of the best-selling singles of all time. Um, Adam's came in and Lang won a Grammy Award for Best Song Written specifically for a motion picture or television. Uh, It was nominated for the Grammy Award for the Record of the Year at the Grammy Awards. Um, It was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, but lost to Beauty and the Beast.
4: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot more kids.
3: Not a a bad run. Uh, Not a bad run, though. Good for you, Brian Adams. Great song. I, I really kind of... I'm kind of curious your guys' thoughts. Obviously, I know your thoughts on Hold On by Wilson Phillips because Stewie made it abundantly clear uh, and sing, sings how the whole time this song was playing, he was singing it to me uh, from across the room, which was creepy, but well, exciting. Into your eyes. Uh What do you eyes. What are your thoughts on everything I do I do for you?
2: Either one of you. Well, it was a pretty nice song. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, i I mean it's just you like, Terry its just, yeah I, it's just a song that you know I, was, I wasn't like super you know into it, but it's just like it's a nice song, it's good it was like mean. it's very white,
3: <laughs> it's a white movie and a white song. <laughs> I mean it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very, well they had Morgan Freeman in that's it. That's true for some reason. But the song's I... still a very uh because well, he's he's in the book. I mean his character's in the, the the story. He's been in every version of Robin Hood except for I think the animated one. I don't think that his, the idea of his character was in the animated one, but uh he was great in it. That was a great movie. So yeah. I like that movie a, a lot. Movie. Even even if uh Certain robins didn't speak with a British accent.
4: It was still, it was still good. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. Was that the Kevin Costner one? Yes. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, it's still it's still one of the one of the better adaptations of Robin Hood, in my opinion. So I tried watching the Taron Egerton one, and I love Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. But the movie's not great. Jamie Foxx plays the character that I character think Robin Hood one. Man Tights wow. is the best. Well, that's that's pretty gr- great, actually. And in that one, it's Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah, yes. Sort of. Dave Chappelle plays the son of the character, <laughs> but he basically is is that character. And that know, is awesome. Great movie, actually.
2: Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle is like nineteen in that. movie
3: Oh God, he's super young. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like a little kid in it. Right. But he's got some of my favorite lines in the entire movie. <laughs> Robin, you ain't got to do this, man. <laughs> yes, I do. I have to get I have to get across the creek. No, man, you ain't got to do it. Look, I'm on the left bank. I'm on the right bank. (laughs) It's so good. Um, A. Blinken. Pardon? Did you just call me A. Blinken? No, I said A. Blinken. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, So the next song on the list, I'm going to give you guys another hint. This is a... This is 1992. Very popular, and I don't want to say this because it's going to be misleading, but It's true. A uh, very popular boy band, but one that we all liked.
4: Two Life Crew. No.
0: <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> I was just listening to them actually on the They're car. coming to concert. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Boy band. Like officially like mm, considered a boy band. It's just a band of boys. I don't know what else to
3: tell you. R and B? Maybe. <laughs> all for one? No. Uh <laughs> it's a boy. Oh, boys demand. It is boys demand. Yeah. The next boys song on the list is this little ditty right here. Yeah. Obviously, this song has been talked about on this show before because this is Into the Road by Boys to Men, which is off what soundtrack? Seriously, guys. Uh, boomerang. Boomerang. It's off the uh, Boomerang ring. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song was released in June of 92, written by Babyface, Antonio L.A. Reed, and Daryl Simmons. Uh, in the U.S., it spent a then record breaking 13 weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, a record broken later that year by Whitney Houston's uh, 14-week run uh, with I Will Always Love You. <clears throat> Boys to Men would later match Whitney Houston's record with the song I'll Make Love To You, which spent 14 weeks at number one, and that's in 1994. Then they uh, and then reclaimed the record with one sweet day, the duet they did with Mariah Carey. Right. So they, they you know, they just kept coming back and taking that record right back mm-hmm. from everybody. That song spent 16 weeks at number one from 1995 to 1996. Uh, it was also ranked by Billboard as the sixth most successful song of the decade, 1990 to 1999. Uh It was certified platinum Where's by the RIAA. And uh, I, I, I don't have to hit the button. I have to fuck up way where if I did it every time I just fuck up a little bit, <laughs> this would just be one whole show of us playing the Stroke by Billy Squire. That's all the show would be. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> this is a great song but uh, so the song or the song was certified platinum by the RAAA for uh, shipments of over 1 million units in the United States alone. the song was also uh, Won for best R&B performance by duo or group with vocals at the uh, 1993 Grammy Awards. Nice. Yeah. You know, putting the list together. Are we going to
4: see a pattern though, with like uh, ballads being the number one? Maybe. Sort mm, of. Not. The, yeah. Yes. Everyone loves ballads. Somewhat to yeah. a degree. I
3: mean, no. There's going to be some that that take that and go no. Okay. Uh, but then there's going to be some that, yes. So it's weird because when I put together these lists, you know, obviously uh, I start hearing these songs and going, damn, I just I remember how much I love that song. Right. And End of the Road is a great boys to men song. Um, mm-hmm. But did they really have any bad songs
4: in the 90s? Were they considered a boy band? I, th- Dude, it I was, mean, it was, was always like they were considered hip hop
3: RB, right? Dude, it was a play on words, man. I know, but boy me. band. I was trying to give you a hint. <laughs> <laughs> I said a boy band we all liked <laughs> in the 90s. I mean, I, I like a lot of boy bands now, but I didn't in the 90s,
4: but boys to men, yeah. Did
3: Did they have anything bad in the 90s?
4: Like did did, did boys to- to anything they released probably not.
3: Like I feel like everything they touched turned to gold in the 90s. They are they still playing? Well, Babyface were? and Elliot Reid were like the top hitters That's back true. then. Yeah, they were yeah. Pretty big.
2: Um, and I think they are still touring, but one of the members, um, I think, either got kicked out or left. He left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay.
3: He left the band. Um, but I mean, for there for a while, they were the three of them were playing at uh, it wasn't the at state, Vegas. Was it? And yeah, they had like a one of those things in Vegas where they residency. Just, yeah. So I don't know if they're still doing that or not. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Love to go see them, but i I've seen the I've seen them with just the three, and I mean. They're still good. I mean, they're still they're still Boys to Men, and you guys remember for those of you out there listening. If you don't remember Boys to Men or you weren't around for that, these guys hit the scene with this these harmonies. Um,
4: yeah, they they could do acapella like it's nobody's business. Well, they
3: really did come from school together. Like literally, they were in high school and stuff, like honing this style. There's a docu. Documentary on Netflix. Um, it's all about the 90s, and there's an episode where they talk what's exclusively about boys to men. I wish I could remember the exact name of it. Hey, you need to find that for me somewhere uh, in Philly, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Motown, man. <laughs> Motown, Philly, Philly back, back again. again. That was like their first hit.
4: And oh, yeah. Everyone loved that song. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Even if you weren't from Philly. Well, we weren't. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> So
3: it was okay, and then they then they started showing up on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air all the time. And remember that It was like Boys to Men were on Bel Air all the Fresh Prince of Bel Air all the time because yeah. they were all from Philly. So, um, all right, so we are going into nineteen ninety three. Uh, there's already been hints dropped at the number one selling single from nineteen ninety three, and if you guys were paying close attention, you would know what it is because we just talked about it. Can anybody tell me what the number one selling single from the year of nineteen ninety three was? Hmm. It's been brought up at least twice already. Really? Once by Kevin. Once by me, just a few seconds ago. Seriously. Yeah. All right. I <laughs> Yeah, she knocked Boys to Men off their spot for a minute. And uh, she was coming in towards the end of the year, though, so this became the number one selling single uh, of '93 instead of '92. The song that took down Boys to Men, originally recorded in 1973 by Dolly Parton. Uh, this song was written as a farewell to Dolly Parton's business partner and mentor, Porter Wagner. I think most of us kind of already knew that, but. Um, it was remade by Whitney Houston in 1992 for the movie The Bodyguard. Mm, I uh, her version. version do, it's, yeah, it was pretty, it's decent. Did they like remake it, but it like bombed I don't, and, and nobody I can't watched remember. it? I not I feel like they did mm, recently. I think they did? Yeah, I think they like recently did or were going to. I don't know. Mm. If so, it did really bad. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're saying right now. Uh, Houston's version peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for a then record breaking, like we said, 14 wink, week, winks. See? See, Stu? Yep. That's when I need to hit the damn <laughs> Yeah, that's sound. Stroke. There you go. 14 stroke! Fourteen winks.
0: Stroke! Stroke! It no it's a
1: Just stroke. stroke.
3: Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. King. <laughs> Shut up, Stuart. Aurora oh, boy, yes. Fourteen <laughs> weeks. Weeks. Why are you emphasizing? Because last time I said 14 winks and then tried to say it again and didn't make it through. Uh, the single was certified <laughs> Diamond. Yes. Diamond by the oh. RIA That doesn't happen often. We don't often get to say Diamond here on the show. It's usually, at least not anymore, Platinum. Uh, an Aurora Borealis. Make, what, did, what you guys, why are you guys effing with me? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Aurora Borealis because Matt's not here to do it Aurora yeah. Borealis that I one's mean, not would, as hard for drop me a anymore Rural King um, Rural King Rory McIlroy yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, no I ain't never tried to say that and I ain't gonna <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me Just just dropped one on me I mean, that ain't happening my friend <laughs> <laughs> rory, rory. what's the line say rory. so stupid <laughs> Anybody names their kid Rory deserves to be slapped in the face. I'm sorry. I love you, but don't do it. It's horrible, (laughs) and I can never say your kid's name. (laughs) Can I I call him R? I'm going to call him R. Roy. Roy, I can say. Roy. It's when you put the second R after that it starts messing with my tongue. It's
4: it's (laughs) not natural.
3: It's not.
2: You know, there needs to be a show where Jason (laughs) moves to a rural part of Alaska, and his next-door neighbor's a guy named Rory. Hey, you guys! You know,
4: <laughs> we have
1: to watch the Aurora, the Aurora Borealis, Aurora Borealis? <laughs> <laughs>
4: while walking to Royal King. Yeah, <laughs> and it's called and the Aurora Borealis <laughs>
1: Say, roar, roar, Roy! Roy, Roy. Ew, it, God, almost, that's, it almost
4: sounds like you like like the, the adults and peanuts. No, that roar, 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 That's the worst
3: thing I have ever tried to say in my life. Try to say, roar, roar, Roy. Roy! Wow! <laughs> that's not good. That's not fun oh, at all. No.
2: <laughs> it will be on a show. <laughs> that's, yeah, I watch that.
3: That's, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Matt, when you listen back, this one's for you, yes. Lady Cop. You'll know. <laughs> and if, anybody want to know what that's a reference to, you'll have to watch our Twisted Kid Demonic Toys episode that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, but that's for you, Matt. Mm. <laughs> anyway, where was I? It was certified Diamond.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
3: yeah. The third female artist who had both a Diamond single and a Diamond album uh, Whitney Houston was, and becoming the best-selling single by a woman in the U.S. with over 20 million copies sold, became the best-selling single of all time by a female solo artist. Uh, Whitney Houston won the Grammy Award for, uh, for Record of the Year. Um, uh, that was 1994. I forgot what year. So she this song came out in 93, and she, well, it came out in 92, but '93's has won it. Sold the most in ninety four is when it it's weird how that stuff happens anyway. I will always love you. Um Dolly Parton had already released two versions of this song by the time Whitney Houston did it. Um <clears throat> and she would actually go on to release another version, a duet she did with Vince Gill in nineteen ninety-five, and that song would also be nominated for a Grammy. So this song has staying power, man, is what we're saying. Um I do appreciate that Dolly Parton has come out and said like I can't do it as good as she did it I just You know It's my song yeah. But I can't do it Like well, that Well Dolly Parton's just a, Just an awesome lady She really is She's one of those Wonderful human beings That we're just We're lucky to have alive In the world You know mm-hmm. Cause Yeah she, I
2: mean as soon yeah. as Betty White died You know I just wanted Like her security guard He's like
3: I know, wanted a hug go. from Dolly When I lost yeah. Betty She's pretty amazing And she looks great
4: too But Betty White yeah. Looks good all the way You know she's doing A rock album a what there, buddy? Really? Rock, rock, a rock, rock album? album? A rock album? Rock album? album. She's doing a rock album, I, I heard. B- I believe she's at, like a bunch of people like guests appearing in, in like songs with her. So I just, what? who did I just watch her do a duet with?
3: And it was pretty, oh, uh, Reba. Her and Reba just did a duet of uh,
4: Jolene. And yeah. I still think the mm-hmm. uh, Miley Cyrus one. It's pretty darn good.
3: It, it is. I I, just, full disclosure, I'm not like a, and I'm not bashed on her. I'm not a, I don't particularly care for Miley Cyrus's voice, but every once in a while she does something, I'm like, yeah, okay. It fits the song sometimes. I thought she did a good job with Jolene. And you know that Miley Cyrus is Dolly Parton's yeah. goddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they've they been close since she was a little teeny kid. Right. Um. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I am not a Reba music fan. But I am a Reba McIntyre fan. Like, I think she is amazing.
4: I I thought her uh, sitcom was awesome.
3: It was pretty good. And as an actor, she's great. And as a human being, she seems to be pretty cool, too. So they just did... I think it was Jolene they did a... Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure. But her and Dolly, I just watched do a duet of it, and it was, like, incredible. I was like, all right, Reba. All right. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> got you got doing? me. You got me. I'm with you. I see um, what you're doing. And she's just pretty great. I always kind of felt that way about, um, oh, God, I can't. Uh, Randy Travis, too. Couldn't stand his music, but I always thought Randy Travis seemed like a cool dude to know. Just seemed like a great dude. Sang some of the corniest songs in the world. Um, He's not really singing anymore these days, but good for him. He's doing great. I mean, he had a stroke, you know, and pretty messed up pretty bad. But he's really out there. I mean, he's doing a really good job of, you know, he's making a recouping pretty well and everything. But uh, that's good. I mean, he sang songs like, you know, (laughs) On the Other Hand, There's a Golden Band. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to love you forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Uh, So. Yeah, well, it, but it's country. It you know. was '90s. It's country. We got to do a '90s country episode. It's gonna be you. You'll know I, more than anybody. I know that's the problem. <laughs> it's gonna be a painful episode. It's but very painful. we'll. we'll uh, we need to do it's it. It's Still,
4: definitely better than the country he, here these days.
3: Yeah, we'll definitely have to try it though. It's. Uh, I yeah. Well, I can't do country anymore. I never the country really did, these was.
4: days. I just can't get into
3: listen, it. Listen, we listened to a lot when I was like growing up. And uh but that was like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and in and, and Alabama and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. That See, I can like, handle.
4: Supposedly this jelly roll guy, supposedly country and rock. Jelly roll, yeah. Yeah, I really can't. I mean, Don't that, even know who that is, man. Big Damn. fat dude. Sings country, he's got tattoos all his face. No, that's post Malone. <laughs> well, they got it fat <laughs> No, this guy's fat her. <laughs> Sorry,
3: I love Post Malone and Stu knows I do. So I
4: mean, I don't like, I don't mind some of his songs. I still question his tattoo face choices, hey, but you know, I, it's his life, I guess. If so. he's able yeah. to still make a living off it and make good money, <clears throat> yeah, maybe we need to tat up our face. right? Yeah, <laughs> so
3: maybe we're.
4: I, I, at I have a feeling our wrong. direction is going to go a different way than what. <laughs> <Yeah. this is. laughs> <laughs>
3: we're going to be like more like Brian Bonsall from Family Ties than we are Post Malone, I think. Right. We're gonna, actually, he straightened up quite a bit, too. You know? ah, cool. So good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, All right, so this next one is 1994. So I want you to get in that mindset of the year. We we're graduating high school, Stewie D. Um, this band comes out while we're still in high school. Band, okay, mm-hmm. band. They're from somewhere else. They release an. They're from somewhere else. Somewhere else. A different country. Oh. They release an album and everybody loses their mind. Everybody loved this album. Metallica, is not from a different country.
4: Oh, I thought they. I thought Hatfield was a, Canadian. That
3: doesn't count.
4: (laughs) It's considered a country.
3: (laughs) I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. Uh, Do you guys have any guesses what band this might be? Not from here Up mm-hmm. Not a ballad either This is not oh, a ballad, ballad. Okay
4: <laughs> uh,
2: Not a ballad Oh Oh um, Oh see. Ace of bass Ace of bass Woo. Under the pain of-
3: The that Sign, so Ace of Bass, 1994, uh, from their first North American studio album, The Sign, uh, and their re-released debut solo or er, studio album, Happy Nation. That wasn't a uh, a re-record or er, remake. Remake was it? No, their other song was Ah, okay. Um, All that she wants. Okay. Uh, so The Sign was actually a re-release, though, for them. They actually had originally released it off their first studio album, Happy Nation, from 1992. But then they re- released it here in the United States. It was released as a single European thing, and then they mm-hmm. put it on The Sign for the U.S. release. It's a whole thing.
4: Fantastic song.
3: So they did that because the single hit number one in Europe in November of 1993. So that's why they re- they released it here ah, in the United States so to see what happened. They
4: give a shout out here.
3: <coughs> it hit number one in the U.S., on December uh, in December of 1993. So, a month later, it, it hit number one here. <clears throat> so, it topped the Billboard Hot 100 for six non-consecutive weeks in the United States, which allowed Ace of Bass to become the first Swedish group to simultaneously have a number one song and album on the Hot 100 and Billboard 200, respectively. Uh, consequently, the song was ranked as the number one song of 1994 on Billboard's year-end chart, The song was ranked at number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100 all-time top songs for the first 55 years of the Hot 100 chart. Nice. And it received a nomination for a Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals in the 1995 Grammy Awards. Everybody loved this song, Stu. Um, I remember when this album comes out, right? And like everybody I know Was like freaking out Like we never heard Anything like this It was real poppy But it also kind of Had a little R&B thing Going behind that pop Um, Really cool vocals And stuff like that Dance music It was a good dance track Um, This song This was so popular It was in 1994 So Uh, Stu and I Are about to graduate High school and I remember I graduated high school, and me and uh, a couple friends got to Colorado because my mom was living out in Colorado. And I remember being out there, and my mom driving to the record store with us and buying this album herself. Nice. Yeah, so that's how uh, hugely popular it was. Uh, Kev, how did you feel about Ace of Bass and The Sign?
2: Uh, I always just kind of thought, think of Ace of Bass as just 90s ABBA.
3: I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very aptly put. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a great I mean, song. Right? I mean, you are smack yeah, on. Yeah, like, you are yeah. not off with that. They are very, they had to be highly influenced by ABBA, right? Very much so. Had to be.
4: Which, again, rightly so. ABBA. And not disco. So. They, ABBA.
3: They had that high range. Highly influential band who's been mm. around forever in one form or another. Everyone knows. Yeah.
4: Didn't they just bring cool out another to, album?
3: ABBA did? Uh, yes, actually, like last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. I believe they did. I thought one of them It would be died. cool to
2: see them like sing each other's songs.
3: Ace of Bass does ABBA, and ABBA does Ace of Bass. I bet you Ace right. of Bass has performed an ABBA song before. Oh, yeah, they've I bet have they too. have. I'd, I'd I mean, in bet. order to leave the country, they probably had
2: to sing one <laughs> ABBA song. You gotta,
3: nobody gets out of here without are, singing ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> singing the blues. Everybody can name at least one ABBA song, and I would get—I would bet that everybody can name two to three ABBA songs without, mm. without flinching. Everybody's going to say the same one if they're not a big ABBA fan, right? Dancing Queen uh, is going to be the one. No.
4: I was thinking it, but I wasn't sure if it was that. And oh I yeah, Mama, I Mama Mia, Mia
3: Fernando, uh, loser takes it all or winner takes it all. Loser is
4: about to Yeah, so, I mean everybody knows that. Well, I was thinking that uh, Dance Queen, but I'm like, yeah, that's that, that's not right, is it? That is that is okay. correct. So,
3: all right, so we're moving into 1995 at this point, right? And things are going to take a big shift on you guys. That's right. It's going to shift all over your face. <laughs> We aren't. Ew, gross. We're not going ballads. We're not going pop. All right, we're going a totally different direction. Metal. This is 1995, <clears throat> and some very particular style of music is starting to get extremely popular. New metal. In the 90s, and so this person, who is no longer with us, this no. is your hint, passed away not that long ago, gives us this song in 1995. And it's an instantly massively huge. Chris Cornell. No. Stu's really stuck on the metal thing. Kevin, no, that, no, that's any? alternative. You got any guesses? Ooh. And we just lost him, right? Very recently, yes. Mm. Within the last what year? Oh, Actually, shit. I think they yeah. just released how this person died. But they died a Dude. while, a few months back. Ew, here, here you go. Ready.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise.
4: So how did he die?
3: Overdose. <laughs> yeah, they just released it. I think like a week or two ago, they just released the cause of death. Damn. Um, so obviously, we have discussed this on the show before, too. This uh, the song was taken from Stevie Wonder's 1976 song, Pastime Paradise. Um, Coolio's single was released on August 1st of 1995. Features vocals from American singer LV who served as a co-composer and co-lyricist with Coolio and uh, Doug Rashid, with Wonder also being credited for the composition and lyrics. I think that's really cool. Actually, he does a lot of really cool things with Stevie Wonder in mind or because of Stevie Wonder. I think it's really cool how much credit. You know, a lot of people were cribbing music from people and not giving credit, but Coolio Mm. goes out of his way for Stevie Wonder on this, which I think is great. Uh, the song was the number one biggest-selling single of 1995 on U.S. Billboard. Uh, in 2008, it was ranked uh, number 38 on BH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. Coolio was awarded a Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance, two MTV Video Music Awards for Best Rap Video and Best Video from a Film, and a Billboard Music Award for Song Slash Album. So he did a lot with this <laughs> song. Do you guys
4: remember what movie this was from? Criminal Minds. No, a that's t- mind. you're
3: very close, but that's no. a TV show. What was it? Dangerous Minds, Dangerous Minds, <laughs> Criminal Minds.
4: Sorry, I, yeah, I meant to <laughs> say dangerous. this is
3: guys, we're getting old and we don't want to yeah. admit it, but our mouths can't help but admit it sometimes, whether we want to or not. So,
4: well, my, my mouth moves faster than my brain, which is very slow. Well,
3: yeah, we know. I mean, that's always been the case. I mean, that's yeah. nothing new there.
4: <laughs> so not, now we're just replacing words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I,
3: I definitely know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple words I'd like to replace. Rory <laughs> and <laughs> all that shit. I mean, asshole. Whoa. Thought up those things and was like, oh, let's make this a word. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was like, what's your name? And he got hit in the head with a rock when he went, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that sounds great. I think I'm yep. going to name my kid that. Uh,
3: so this song, Gangsta's Paradise, sold... Over 5 million copies of the United States United Kingdom And Germany Coolio performed This song live At the 1995 Billboard Music Awards With LV And Stevie Wonder And then mm. At the 38th Annual Grammy Awards With LV uh, Gangsta's Paradise uh, Is one of the few Coolio tracks That did not contain What? Profanity No profanity At all uh, And why not?
4: Because it was mm. on A soundtrack
3: No Oh uh, so his words, I had a few vulgarities, um, and he, meaning Stevie, Stevie Wonder, wasn't with that, so I changed it. Once he heard yeah. it, he thought it was incredible. So yeah. Stevie Wonder didn't like the profanity in it, and Coolio changed it for him. Mm-hmm. And so this song has cool. no profanity, no, it's not vulgar in any way.
0: And it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's very awesome. <laughs>
3: it's good, man. Uh, it, is, it is a great, great song. I see like, that coming was like there are certain like rap tracks that just sort of stick with you. And like we'll be talking about it here soon. We're doing another uh we're doing our nineties our rap mixtape. Uh we've talked about some eighties rap and some nineties That's
4: all I've been listening to lately we, is you nineties know, rap. I, I do that
3: sometimes, man, where yeah. it's like I just get in my car and I'll just uh, put on ninety. Tupac,
4: rap. I miss that dude so uh, much. They've
3: got that documentary coming out oh. called uh is it Mama or
4: Dear something, Mama. Dear Mama.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I kind of want to see. It's about him and his mom. I think it's in May or something. It's on Hulu. I th- Is it Hulu or Prime or one of those? Well, uh, one of them. I really kind of want to watch it um, just yeah. because his mom seemed like just this awesome human being and um, the way she brought him up and everything. It looks now, really
4: cool. not to go off track again. We but, do. That's what we do. Uh, mm-hmm. If none of you guys have been watching uh, the Wu-Tang... You need to.
3: I did. I watched the first... Uh, it's friggin' fantastic. You know that's not true, right? <laughs> no, uh, it's, it, it's totally made up. All of it? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. They make up oh, almost all no of way. it. No the, way. The, the series.
4: Yeah, I thought... Most of it's in, made up, yeah. But I've, I've been uh, re-watching some of the videos that they're like doing on there. And yeah. It's like, holy oh, shit... I, I see that. I remember them doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think
3: they integrate. I think it's kind of like, you know, kind like of yeah. yeah,
4: loosely based. Yeah. Really did, they only did oh, three yeah. seasons. Though. Yeah.
3: I watched most of the first season and then it's pretty frigging life cool. shit kind of got up and I kind of forgot about it. So I have to go back and I'm, and
4: I'm just now getting on the third season. catch back up. It was great. Was like, that on Hulu?
3: Uh, Yeah. I always get them mixed up. It's on one of the streamings, though. I think it's Hulu. it's probably Hulu. Uh, if you have you, they're only doing three. Have you seasons. watched it, Kev?
2: I have not, but I've you know seen previews for it. it yeah, right? it's
3: it, like I
4: watched the first season and really enjoyed it. it starts so out pretty rough, in. but it's all supposedly them in the It's yeah, real so,
3: young, and how they meet up at how late yeah, like a young dirty
4: bastard. You yeah, know? <laughs> not old Yeah, the guy dirty that bastard. does ODB, he's yeah. freaking fantastic. He's, Is he? He's pretty good. Hmm. I need to go back and watch and it. And he, he like I said, I'm on the third uh, season and they're doing like a, a really off-the-wall episode and he totally changed his character and, and mm. it's like, dude, this guy can hit them all. Just, he's good.
3: Does does the Rizzo like do a lot of martial arts?
4: No. <laughs> like, he should. They, they watch a lot of oh, yeah. martial arts yeah, movies. Dude,
3: because what was that movie that he... Released a couple years ago, like Iron Fist or something like yeah, that, something, like, something that. like that. It wasn't Iron Fist, but something Fist of Iron or something like that.
4: Uh, uh, hands of I don't know Iron Fists. I think it's called. That might be right. No, I don't know.
3: Anyway, uh, I do that too. I will like hop in my car and just turn on '90s because mm-hmm. '90s rap. This early stuff was like the best. Mm-hmm. And yep. like I said, there are certain songs that like. We did an episode a while back that was just our picks for some of the best ni- uh, rap artists of the That was 90s. just me and you, right? No, it was me, you, and Kev. Were you on that one, or was it? I think so. I think it was the three okay. of us. And uh, we did ni- our, our picks for the best artists, rap ah. artists. But we're about to do – so be looking for that one, guys. We're going to be releasing our um, r- 90s rap mixtape. We did an 80s one. We're going to be doing our first 90s one. And uh, I'm looking really forward to that, too. I already have my list. And it this was tough, man. And we're also... We try to navigate between each other. And, of course, we all... There are certain songs we all want to mention. Got to narrow it down to five. Mm-hmm. You got to narrow it down, man. That's just the way it works. But that's why we always do more down the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a great song. And, yeah, unfortunately, we just lost Coolio not that long ago. Um, we all know the story of Weird Al and Amish Paradise. And all right. It's great uh, because, you know, when... Al always gets permission to do a song and he did Amish Paradise and I guess Coolio got pissed because he thought it was kind of a slight against him and um, Al found out and they were actually at one of the Grammys and people were like dude is, hes he knows you're here and he's pissed at you and Al was like scared to come out of his dressing room uh, but it turns Awkward. out Weird Al did get permission to do the song he didn't know that they didn't talk to Coolio about it but they actually became pretty close friends so i think that's really cool so coolio was coolio about it um no. so he was a great rapper he really was and yeah. uh you know great great song gangsta's paradise is just one of those um, i remember when it dropped and everybody was like oh yeah this is uh this is the shit right here uh and this next song is the shit. um does anybody want to take a guess at what 1996's most sold single of the year was
4: Metal? <laughs> no, God, Just, no! Uh, it's kidding. not
3: metal. We've uh, talked let about. Let me it. guess, like country. Snoop. Okay, what's that? It's country. It? Snoop? It's not Snoop, and it's not country. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Dre? Okay. Nope. You guys are way off. Way when, off. When you ask them, Snoop, like you S- said, Snoop, in. Stu, uh, Stu, own this song though with awesome. me, with me, and if you Didn't give me enough
0: time to answer. <laughs> Did that on purpose.
3: <laughs> Alright, so the Macarena is so close. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we recently talked about this song. Anybody remember what episode we just talked about this song on? Oh, um, the songs we hate. Worst, worst songs, worst songs of the songs. 90s. Yeah. 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 This is, uh, was my favorite hated song ever. It is, it is on like multiple lists of the worst song, but f- oddly enough, it is. Uh, uh Stu, have you ever heard of Crystal Waters? <laughs> Who? <laughs> why? Kev? why do you gotta keep bringing her up? Who?
4: you a treat. Oh my God. La-di-da. La-di-da. Is that the one from, uh, La-di-da. the Metallica song? No. What? No. What, you mean is she in the Metallica song? Yeah. The, nah, dah, 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 I don't think dah. so. Maybe. Uh, I don't no. know. Uh,
3: um, so this is 1996 Macarena, but it's specifically Macarena, the Bayside Boys remix. Uh, the Macarena was Los El Rio. We're going to get into this. We haven't actually talked about this a little bit that we're going to talk about here in a second. Well, we have talked about the Macarena many, many times on this show. It's kind of hard not to. Uh, So originally, this song was released in 1993 on the album A Me Me Gusta. It was remixed by a Miami-based producer, or by Miami-based producers, the Bayside Boys, and became an international hit in the latter half of 1996. Now, this version, the Bayside Boys remix, topped both the Billboard Hot 100 and the Cashbox Top 100 in the U.S., uh, the song got the group ranked the number one greatest one-hit wonder of all time, and that might be fairly true, by VH1 in 2002. In 2012, it was ranked number seven on Billboard's all-time top 100. It also ranked uh, number one on Billboard's all-time Latin songs. All right, you guys ready for this? Because we've never talked about this, and this puts a whole nother level of creepy on this song. We've talked uh, about this song on our Inappropriate Lyrics episode, and we've yeah. talked about this song on Worst uh, Songs of the 90s episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this song about, guys? Isn't it about like a prostitute? She's not a prostitute, um, but she is a whore. <laughs> she, <laughs> the song is about a girl named Macarena who goes around uh, talking about how she can get laid and cheat on her boyfriend, and it's funny because he has a small dick. So... But here's the funny thing about it. That's not what Los Del Rio was singing about at all. Okay, so Los Del Rio had this lounge act, and they were touring South America. So they're visiting Venezuela, and they get invited to a private party held by the Venezuelan impresario Gustavo Cisneros. Cisneros? Cisneros. I don't know. Anyway, while they're at this party, they meet this local flamenco teacher named Diana Patricia uh Oh, good God. Diana Patricia Kubilian, Kubilian Herrera. That's as close as I'm going to get, and I'm, I apologize for messing that up. So while they're there, she performs this dance, and the guys from Los Del Rio are like, whoa, that was awesome. So Antonio Romero Monge, one half of Los Del Rio, spontaneously sings out what would be the song's chorus. He sings it right there on the spot, only he sings... Diana del Utu cu, 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 cuerpo. Ale, listen, I don't speak Spanish, but what it basically means is give your body some joy. Diana. He's speaking about, he's singing to her about how joyful it is to watch her dance. That's what he's singing about. So later, his partner, the other half of Los Del Rio, writes mm. this song based on that, and he changes the name Diana to Macarena. Um, this is in honor of Antonio's daughter, Esperanza Macarena. So I'd say it's really inappropriate, inappropriate, since the song is about a slut. Yeah. But it actually wasn't when they wrote it. That's not what they wrote the song about. Okay. They wrote the song about being joyful when you dance and doing this cool dance. So the song finds its way to Jammin' Johnny Carride, a radio personality at Power 96 in Miami. He really likes the song. Fuck it, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, he really likes the song, so he takes it to his supervisor at Power 96, who tells him to create an English-language version of the song. So then he recruits his partners at Bayside Records, Mike in the Night, TriA, and Carlos Di Yarza. And they create I love these names, right? Oh, by the way, and they, Mike in the Night. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Johnny Carr ride at Mike in the Night <laughs> on it five. Only at Power, Power, Power 96. <laughs> yeah. So they create Macarena, the Bayside Boys remix, and they add all the English language stuff and add the storyline with their girls singing. and Yeah, they changed the song. I guess for Los Del Rio, it's okay because they made a lot of money, but if he'd have probably known that they were going to basically make his daughter sound like a slut, they might not have done it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, it spends 14 weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, becoming one of the longest runs um, atop the Hot 100 chart in history. The single spent its final week at number one on its 46th week on the chart, Recorded as the latest number one single uh, in Hot 100 history. I know I'm a hypocrite, but I fucking hate that song. Billboard ranked it as the number one song for 1996. He says he's a hypocrite. We've told the story before because he owned the CD.
4: I own the CD. I, l- I listened to it all the time, and then f- eventually I got so sick of it. So you sort of got it. I threw it out the nope, window. He threw it out the car
3: window. Yep. Oh, frisbee. There. Yep. Uh, it was my sister. And her friend were in your car. Yeah. And they kept hit, they kept hitting hitting repeat. repeat, 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 and finally Stu reached over, hitty ejected and chucked it right out the window. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it was catchy and it's still catchy. We're not gonna lie. No. I mean it's, it's catchy. Yeah. It's um, an earworm. It is if you will. It is. And I totally get when when we're talking about the greatest or the biggest one hit wonder of all time and they say this song might be it I, that doesn't shock me no the only no. song that i can think it of
2: disappoints it disappoints me but it doesn't shock me.
3: <laughs> it disappoints me just like when they talk about uh i will always love you whitney houston's version being one of the biggest hits of all times definitely not a one hit wonder But one of the biggest hits, that doesn't shock me either. Just like when I hear Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You is the number one downloaded Christmas song every year. It's kind of like
4: Mariah Carey's version of the Star-Spangled Banner. um,
3: Yeah, I mean, there's certain things Mm. that are just, like, notorious, right? Right. The only song I could think of that might even come close as another one-hit wonder is recent, and that might be Gangnam Style.
4: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm, Thank God. Which, Psy,
3: is not a one-hit wonder in other countries, just here in the United States. Gangnam Style is catchy too. I mean, it,
4: it just. Yeah. It's hey, weird. yeah, but the thing is, though, it's like, it's, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just well, like
3: Macarena. It's when you hear these things over and over and over, you just start getting like, all right,
4: it's a little too much. Kind of like the boy bands back uh, in the day.
3: So we're moving right along. We're coming into 1997, right? <clears throat> and in 97, uh, the song that hits number one is not one you're going to think of. I'm going to tell you, it is a remake. But by the same artist. So this artist, he's very famous more in the 70s. But he's always been around. He's still around. He's very, very, very famous. And there was a reason in 1997 why he remade one of his own songs. Anybody want to take a guess? John Bon Jovi. Did not
4: remake one of his own songs that no. I'm aware of. Oh, wait. No, he made a song that was similar to his... Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. No
3: guesses? No guesses? You'll know. Like, uh, it, you know. You'll be like, oh, a
4: remake uh, of their own song.
3: Yeah. There's a very specific reason why in 1997 something happened, and that's why he remade it. Eric his Clapton, own song.
4: maybe? Nope. Yeah. 97, yeah. 97. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead.
1: And it seems to
3: Yeah, Uh, Elton John (laughs) This is actually called Candle in the Wind 97 Or Candle in the Wind 1997 Respectively, that's what they call this Uh, Also known as Goodbye England's Rose Written by Elton John and songwriter Bernie uh, Taupin uh, A rewritten and re-recorded version Of their 1973 song Candle in the Wind Released on September 13th 1997 as a tribute To Princess Diana uh, Princess Diana. Diana of Wales no st- <laughs> No, but thank you. <laughs> I mean maybe by some, but I don't think by Elton. Yeah, I don't think that's how he <laughs> that would have been <laughs> uh,
1: Michael Jackson's like, I'm also gonna release my tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, oh. <laughs> um
3: it was a tribute to Princess Diana of Wales uh, with the proceeds from the song going towards uh, Diana's charities. According to the Guinness Book of Records, Candle in the Wind 97 is the second highest selling physical single of all time behind a certain Bing Crosby song. Anyone? Anyone? Anyone?
2: Uh, White Christmas? White
3: Christmas. Really? Um wow. It's the second highest selling physical single of all time behind being Crosby's white Christmas and is the highest selling single since charts began in the 1950s. Uh, the song entered at number one in the UK. Um, it was Elton John's fourth UK number one and became the best selling single in UK chart history it became Elton John's ninth us number one single where it topped the billboard hot 100 for 14 weeks and is the best-selling single on Billboard uh, in Billboard history. It was the first single-certified diamond in the U.S. It won Elton John the Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance at the 40th Grammy Awards in 1998. The lyrics of the earlier version of Candle in the Wind, also written by Taupin, were a tribute to Marilyn Monroe. This is also where, back in the day, I kind of had my problems with the song. Um... I was always kind of like, why did he crib a song from another tribute he did? Why didn't he just write her her own tribute? That was
2: my problem when I first heard the song.
3: It felt somehow lesser to me. But first thing that we need to to state here is Sir Elton is a legend and can do whatever the hell he wants. That's number Mm -hmm. one. And number two, there's actually a reason why this happened. I did not know this. So when you hear the reason, it makes everything make a lot more sense. Um, they so, paid him a lot. No, no. Actually, All the proceeds for the song went to Diana's charities. He took no proceeds himself. So uh-huh. anything that the song made went to her charities. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so Elton John and Diana were actually very close friends. And Elton John said uh, he received a phone call from Richard Branson, who said that many of those um, writing in the book of condolences at St. James Place were quoting lyrics from Candle in the Wind. And then Richard Branson asked John if he would rewrite the lyrics and sing them at the funeral. That's that's all he asked originally. So Elton John contacts um, Bernie Taupin, and he said, let's revise the lyrics to this song um, in her honor. And that's what happened. And then they decided, you know what, we've done that. So originally they were just going to sing it at the funeral. And then he said, you know what, let's release this song, and we'll give all the money to her charities that we make. And that's why it so once you actually hear that, you're like, Oh, okay. Wow, well, he was asked to do it. This wasn't you know, I'm going, I'm gonna take one of my own songs and uh, <laughs> you know, <he's>, uh <laughs> and like I said, it's Sir Elton John. He can do whatever the hell whatever he wants. That. It's his, fuck he it's wants. his song. <laughs> like, it's too, you can't see his face, but it was very straight face, like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. Now, back the fuck off Elton John. Um so yeah, uh massively huge. I remember when the, uh well, I remember when Princess Diana passed away and I also remember when this song was like all over the place. Um, and I always wondered that. I always was like why didn't he just write her, her own song and now, you know. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We educate a little bit here. We don't teach you how to say certain words, but we do teach you why Elton John used his one of his other songs. That's what we do. Yeah. All right, guys, so uh, 1998 is rolling in. we got two more songs to talk about here on the list. This is 1998. This is an R&B group, and it is not going to be one you instantly think of, but this song was a pretty big song. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the group. Not not that I have anything wrong with them. I just didn't really listen to them a lot, um, but it's a, it's a male R&B group. Anybody want to take any guesses? Not Not I'm one of the...
4: Color I'll say bad. Jodeci, no. Color Me Bad. Negative. Oh,
3: Negative on both counts. This is the 1998 best-selling single of the year.
0: The way that you shake it on me Makes me want you so bad sexuality. Oh, girl Stand like you oh. Feel a little come
3: That's right. This is uh, Too Close by Next. Not uh, not a song I would have thought of. Honestly, when yeah, I go... I kind of forgot about it. I did, too. When I go down this list, every song makes sense in my head because I remember hearing them all a lot, except for this song. I used to listen to this a lot. No, I remember the song. I just When you tell me Macarena, I'm like, oh, God, it was everywhere. When you say Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You or Into the Road, I'm like, oh, God, it was everywhere. I don't... I recall this song... It's probably because
4: we were all out and about back then. It would have been 1998.
3: We were running around. But the same notion, I would have been driving around in my car listening to the radio a lot. So it's very weird. But, you know. you driving around in the car or just sitting in the car? This is 98, bitch. (laughs) Don't be an asshole. I had my license. (laughs) You don't have to be like that. Uh, This is Too Close By next, featuring uncredited vocals from V of Coffee Brown. Anyway, contains a sample of Christmas Rappin' by Curtis Blow and was released in January of 1998 as the second single from their debut album, Rated Next. Uh, Mm. The song reached number one on the U.S. Hot 100 and R&B charts, topping the former for four consecutive weeks, and the song went platinum, making it their biggest and best-known hit. Uh, Like we said, it was number one on the Billboard year-end hot R&B and hip-hop songs and Billboard Hot 100 charts. So there you go, man. Uh, instantly, like you said, I remembered the song.
4: I was like, oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't remember it being a, a, that big as it was. Well, I guess it must
4: have been. So It's kind of like the what was that Jodeci and Silk and all them. It's probably around the same time frame.
3: Yeah, I mean, it would have all been right around in there. I would, yeah. So we're going into our last song. We We have our 1999 number one selling song of the year. Prince. It is not Prince. It ah. is a it is a female. I'm gonna give you guys some some hints here. Um, it is a female who was, again, really big back in the day, and this was like her comeback. This song hit and was a huge success for her. Share. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> I do believe you got it right. Yes, I do believe. Yes.
4: This is where she found <sighs> Auto Tune. Share, believe. Well, it
3: wasn't her, but yes, this was the song that made Auto
4: Tune. Oh, I'm sorry. T Pain found it this, for her.
3: This was the right. song that you leave him alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just want First of all, I love T Pain. Oh, no. I, I've watched his story. We just watched a video of him singing. Oh, my God. Li- live on stage. What song did we. I, I played it for Oh, yeah. He
4: uh, did the. Uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes! Oh my god, oh. it was amazing. It's fantastic. It was really. so good. So great. I mean, like, if it was Led Zeppelin would do it one step better than no one else.
3: Yeah. So T-Pain, hmm. people don't know this, like, he, all he did was figure out you can use the autotune to make a cool effect on voices, which is what they did on this. And he's right. like, I didn't originate it, and everybody blamed it on me. He's like, but, like, oh, you ruined everything, but he is talented as hell. The band is, he yeah. can sing. Yeah. He's very, and just if you watch interviews with him, the nicest dude. I want to hang out with T Pain. T Pain, come on the show. Hang out with us. We'd, we'd love to have you. Now everyone uses auto tune. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but for this song, they did it as an effect on her voice. Right, and right. Cher actually didn't know that that's what they did at the time. Really. Yeah. I mean, she's like, I don't, you know, like I sang the song, they produced whatever they produce, you know. Uh, so this was from her 22nd studio album, Believe, from 1998. Second. Holy crap. Um, this song was released as the album's lead single on October 19th, 1998, after circulating for months a demo written by Brian Higgins, Matthew Gray, Stuart McLennan, and Timothy Powell was submitted to Warner Brothers chairman uh, Rob Dickens. So, he, Dickens was actually scouting for new songs for Cher's new album, and he heard this song that they had created, and he liked the chorus, but the rest of the song, not not so much. So he pulls on two more writers because what we need in a song that has, like, four writers is another two, I guess. Um, Right. uh, Steve Torch and Paul Barry, um, they came in. They kind of cleaned the song up a little bit. And the song was a lot different from anything Cher had ever really done before. Like, no one had – this was a way big departure for her. But it worked. At the 42nd annual Grammy Awards, the song was nominated for the um, Record of the Year and the Best Dance Recording, winning the latter of the two. I uh, believe was a commercial s- success worldwide, topping the record uh, charts in over 23 countries with sales of over 11 million copies. This is obviously Cher's most successful single. Uh, only being beat by the one she did with Beavis and Button. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this, was Cher- <laughs> this was Cher's most most successful single and one of the best-selling <laughs> singles in music history. I believe was the biggest-selling song of 1998 in the UK and remains the highest-selling single by a solo female artist. And she didn't have to show her butt cheeks to do it. Oh, uh, But she definitely shows a lot of body. In, yeah, she yeah. does. In the U.S., it was Cher's fifth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and topped the year-end Hot 100 singles of 1999. The music video was nominated for Best Dance Video at the 1999 yes. MTV Video Music Awards. The song earned Cher a place in the Guinness Book of World Records, and Rolling Stone listed it among the 500 greatest songs of all time. Can you wow. believe that? Yeah. Can you believe it? So there you go. Those are the number one selling singles every year, according to Billboard, from 1990 to 1999. I want your guys' opinions. No metal. I mean, you can't disagree. Well, got to remember, man. We're going into 1990, and metal is kind of losing steam at this point. The big hair bands are
4: kind of petering out. Grunge is uh, yeah no no grunge either in, in any of that I mean, that is surprising not
3: good. it's is it I though know? I would I, the reason I'm going to say is it is because while grunge is becoming huge grunge had a very niche market like only certain yeah okay kind of, like country I guess I would yeah. say like a, a ton of people love Nirvana but you got to understand have you noticed uh, one thing a lot of these songs had in common they were either ballads or they were dance songs.
4: Brent.
2: Hey, you know who didn't love Nirvana?
3: Courtney Love
4: <laughs> Oh, she loved their money.
3: Not
2: yeah, the money, but that's a different story.
3: Uh, I mean, Dave Grohl doesn't have a lot of love for love. That's for
4: sure. <sighs> yeah. Um, oh, dude, I can't wait them coming in tour. But man. <laughs> It'd be nice to see them again, or for the first time actually.
3: again. I was gonna say, when did you get to go see Foo Fighters, asshole? You never. I'm just curious on who they're gonna have their dr- as their drummer. Don't know. I think they should let his son I, continue with them. Well, I think if he's he wants in school. To. I don't know. If he I think wants he's in to. school right now. So hey man, if they, you ever had a reason to drop out, it's uh... no shit, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. A, don't drop out of school. You're, you're right. wonderful. Um, but did you notice, like, all, a, a majority of these songs were either. Dance songs or ballads. Mm-hmm. Very pop-heavy dance That's why songs.
4: I, went, I, I said the, at the beginning, I was like, we're going to have a lot of ballads. You have, and you did have
3: a lot yeah. of ballads, and then mm-hmm. the, all, almost all the remainder were were dance, like Ace of Bass, Macarena, Believe.
4: You got a rap in there, though. You Coolio. did. Coolio managed yep. to land
3: in there, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate that. But again, I, I an argument could be made that Gangsta's Paradise is where it, it might not have been the first, but it's one of the early songs where we saw the shift into more like gangster rap type stuff, where it mm-hmm. started kind of shifting in that direction when we start getting No Limit and all that stuff starts rolling in somewhere after, like
4: right around in this time period. Well, that was right after, like right after uh, Tupac and Biggie died. It was like all mid- that starting to roll in right, right in here.
0: Because
3: what well, uh, well, this will be a fun topic to really dive into on the show one day and give our thoughts on it because you you, we start you look at bands like or you look at artists um like puff daddy um never considered gangsta but definitely had associations hey like the club mix right but he was more the poppy version of gangster i know that sounds
4: weird but he really was him and mason did you you ever see the meme of uh the inside of a cheese grater and it looks like a tough daddy, uh, video. I have
3: seen people green screen dance and use a cheese grater as the background. Yes. I have seen that. That's now. hilarious. It is pretty funny. Cause it isn't far off. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, it's very, you know, they need to fish eye and like lean in a lot. right? So <laughs> <laughs> and then they would really you get
4: Mason down. there too somewhere.
3: Because i I really would love to do a, a show topic where and we'll I'll get back on track in a second, but I would really like everybody's thoughts on specific um rap artists and where you think they fall in the lexicon of rap style because like where does where do people like Busta fall?
1: Hmm. He's definitely
3: more poppy but not at the same time he's he's like he's almost like hard edge pop rap. <laughs> it's so, he has a little hard edge to him, but he's also a little more fun. I think he it's runs in the same category as Eminem. Mm.
2: Uh,
4: I mm. would say speed rap like, if you're
2: going there. Right. Like uh, I would put them in, him in the league of like uh tribe called Quest. Maybe or, uh, I never YouTube. watched
3: them.
4: You never watched them going to listen
3: to him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. But- I mean, I guess you can watch their videos. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, true. So it would be a fun uh, discussion to have at some point because, like I said, Busta leans, in my opinion, in a couple. He he's almost an anomaly to himself, but he kind of falls into multiple categories, but then doesn't. And it's kind of where do you where do you know metal has this very diverse like this is considered this metal and this is considered this and while this may cross into this. So when we did we did the industrial episode last week, uh, if you guys haven't listened, go back and listen to our industrial metal episode. And uh, it struck me as funny because as I'm listening back to it and I'm hearing the Marilyn Manson songs compared to everybody else's, I'm like, while I am aware that Marilyn Manson is industrial, some Marilyn Manson songs don't sound that industrial. Like, I picked Rock and Roll is Dead Mm. And then as I listen to it, I'm like, it's, I mean, it's Marilyn Manson, so we know The Beautiful People is an industrial song, but Rock and Roll is Dead doesn't, now, rightly so, he talks Dope Show about is. That. Dope Show's off the same album, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's weird to think about that, whereas Kevin shows up with uh, KLF, who I never thought of as industrial, but that song is very industrial. It's weird, huh. but it's the way, it, the, way, the way
4: it works. I like, I like KLF. KLF. Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: Who knew they were so hardcore doo, to like doo, fire off doo, blank doo. rounds from a machine gun over the audience? Yeah, right, <laughs> it's so cool. Matt found the actual video, by the way, Mm-hmm. like the actual video. But he, uh, the one yeah, he found,
2: like, they're carrying around actual AK forty sevens. I mean, yeah. they don't have like the orange tip
3: on no. at the end. No, they just and nobody knew they were going to do that, so it freaked mm-hmm. everybody out. That's uh, yeah. Um. So overall, what do you guys think of the list? Like, do you, does it make sense to you guys now that you hear what the number one?
4: I mean, yeah, it makes yeah sense. for the most part. I mean, I liked a large variety of different music on some of those years, I'm sure. But
3: So that's that's the next question I want to ask you guys. Um, we'll go down on one at a time really quick, I, and I'm going to ask you guys before we put this one to bed. I want to ask you guys your thoughts overall. Uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the song And I just wanna know If you guys like <coughs> That song or not The first one I know you did Stu Which was Hold On By Wilson Phillips Stu mm-hmm. said he loves that song I also love that song yeah. We know Matt Adores that song Kev oh. Do you uh, like Hold On By Wilson Phillips yeah, it's a pretty good song That's pretty good Pretty good yeah. uh, Everything I Do would Do It For You Brian Adams 1991 I, thought, I I thought it was a good song I love that song Personally but Yeah
4: it's a good song Yeah, good song. I mean it's yeah. I mean not the Bash on Brian Adams But it Sounds like a Brian
3: it, Adams it, song. It's a Brian Adams yeah. song, very clear. It's
4: kind of like Tom Petty was Tom Petty. This Brian Adams mm-hmm. this Brian Adams. Which,
3: you know, then they come and he does that song for All for One. Yeah. Which was him and Sting and uh, Oh My God. Bring over some of those. Oh, <laughs> I can't think of his name. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> I'm so old I can't. Uh, you get Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, thank you. I have like I literally yeah. have a Rod Stewart's greatest hit CD in my car and I couldn't think of his damn name. <laughs> um, 1992 I'm going I'm to guess what? <laughs> 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 Nobody can do it as good as the original. Dude, nope. <laughs> that hurts my nose to do that. Well, you laugh. You got, <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about why you snort so much. My right? laughter. Uh, <laughs> it's contagious, <laughs> literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess that both of you love uh, End of the Road by to II. Menace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to assume that, that that is. We never really talk about this. We talk about the song a lot, but I don't really know everybody's personal opinions on I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston.
4: I love that song. I yeah. mean, I like the right Dolly song. Parton version. I do too. But I liked Whitney's way more. Mm-hmm.
3: And they're kind of their own thing. Right. Really. Right. Which uh, I appreciate. I actually really do too. I would not consider myself I've gotten some hate for this. Would not consider myself a Whitney Houston fan?
4: Oh no, I'm not like a huge fan of her. I like some of her songs. Um in fact, quite often
3: I it, I do not mean any disrespect to anybody out there. Please if you're a Whitney Houston fan, I have gotten majorly attacked for this. Quite often, I felt like she sang stuff that was kind of beneath her vocal talent. Hmm. But...
2: How dare you, know,
3: you. you? You say that, but I've...
2: But yeah, I know. I've been witness to somebody. Yes, you have.
4: Um, but <laughs> I, I do... I Will Always Love You is... Uh, uh,
3: that range is yes. fucking incredible. And there are a couple songs where when she lets loose, it's
4: like, there you go, Whitney. There you go. Now, I sometimes think that uh, Christina Aguilera took after her. Who? Um, Christina Aguilera. You uh, butched that name when you first said it, but yeah, Did I? Christina no. Aguilera. Yeah,
3: um, Yeah, I mean, I can. I see mean, that. The,
4: the range part, the
3: soulful I mean, stuff yeah. in her voice. And now, mm. arguments have been made to me by people that said you're just talking about the hits. Yes, I am. I, I but that's, that's what, what we what all we know, heard, you know. And if I, the hits are very poppy. Now, really? it made her a lot of money and a good living. And if that's what she wanted to sing, respect. I got gotcha, you. It's all good, but I'm saying. When she let loose, she had an incredible voice. So that's what I I wanted to hear more of the soulful stuff just belt out. And don't get me wrong, everybody likes I want to dance with somebody. (laughs) How do you not like that song? It's fucking great.
2: That's a fun song. It is
3: a fun song. Um, I think the same thing about Mariah Carey, by the way. I think she sings songs that are beneath her vocal range. And I'm so surprised Mariah Carey is not on. I don't know what song would have made the list. She had some hits, but, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um all I want for Christmas is you is like her biggest hit and I don't think that would really yeah. count.
4: I so. want to shoot heads when I hear that I lo- song anymore. I, lo- I love it. What? <laughs> I love that song, I can't help it. Shut I up. mean, I don't mind it every now and again, but <laughs> man, at Christmas time it just people overdo it. Uh so 1994 Ace of Base the sign.
3: Oh, absolutely love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that. Fantastic. And, uh, it's a great song and a a really good album yeah. to me to be honest. Um a band that didn't, weren't
4: they supposed to be coming around recently? I don't
3: know. That'd be cool, though. Like, they came here to the States, released, like, one or two albums, and then just sort of vanished from the States, but it
4: would, you know. That type of music did, wonder didn't why. last run or didn't stick around uh, very It does long. if you're ABBA. Um,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 1995, Gangsta's Paradise. Absolutely love yeah, that. Yeah, I fucking love this song. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's I think it's unAmerican American not to like this song.
4: It didn't even dawn on me that there was no cuss words in it either. Nope, not a one. I mean, really I, cool. think, I mean I didn't think I mean I never was like, hmm, this could use more cuss That's words. That's why white
3: people like it. We can sing it and don't have to stop at any part. We can say every <laughs> word in the song. <laughs> There's a lot of songs where white people will be
4: like blah,
3: blah,
4: blah, blah, Sometimes I wonder 'cause I, I listen to I listen to that music while I'm driving down the because you know, like got the bass in the back of the car and all and you hear some of the songs that they're saying that, and I kind of wonder if people are looking at me like, "Why well, you listen to that, white boy?" No, they don't care as long as you ain't singing it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you <laughs> right? hear them say that those words, and I'm like, "It's like, uh, you know, I, try faster." I, we've talked about this on the
3: show before. <laughs> I remember we were talking about uh uh Bone and. Uh, mm-hmm spank dog was on the show and he went it's 1999 i went keep going he goes nope <laughs> i was like come on say the next nope. line it's <laughs> like nope i nope. can't i love them and i i, well, I can't sing anything bone does for them. I, I can it's the it's the first of the month so cash you check. Him. Now, i can sing that part wake up. Wake up. Oh,
4: wake, up. wake up wake
3: up wake up and i can sing uh most of crossroads because those are the only songs i understand what yeah. they're saying the rest of it's way too fast <laughs> All right. but, <laughs> but, on, <laughs> but I've stated on the show before One of my favorite rap bands of all time I freaking love Bones, Thugs, Bones oh, yeah. and Harmony
4: Notorious Thugs is it's the best Great, so good The
3: best um, So yeah, g- uh, I love Gangsta's Paradise great uh, I think we all know our thoughts on
4: the Macarena, yeah. um, hey, Macarena. It's not that mm.
3: This song is only hated because it's
4: It's just, only been tainted, that's why It was
3: just shoved Ew. into our heads
4: Yes Right. You couldn't
3: go, and every movie had it in it. Like,
4: I think that's when the the record label started just th- pushing stuff at, at people.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it became like it was almost like a meme before memes. And we're talking like mm. every every kids' movie, the, the goofy ass characters would do the macarena. It's kind of like the the whip and the nene, right? It's the same thing. There for a minute, it was <laughs> freaking everywhere. You turn around, and somebody's going, "Gonna whip." Watch me, Nene, nee, like everywhere. You're yeah. like, now, oh uh, my god! Now swap. <laughs> no, it's the wobble. No wop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know that dance. I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. I know the song. Yeah, um, yeah. The Macarena just became really kind of obnoxious, and it, it kind of got in its own way. But I guess it didn't matter because it made him a lot of money. Uh, Elton John's ninety. I'm, I'm actually
4: kind of curious where they're
3: now. Where are they at now? I, they were. Uh, if they're not, they're probably they're, doing exactly what they were doing because they were pretty old when they, they were a famous lounge act, and I mean they they were really popular for being that, so they probably continued doing that. They're like if they're still South America alive ever. and stuff. I don't, you know.
4: Oh yeah, I think like still I said, alive. they're pretty old then. Yeah. They're. I think they're still alive probably. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, ninety-seven candle in the wind. Elton John. I sure it's fine.
4: I. Yeah, it's. I liked the I song wish, before. I like. It. I like. I mean, I really didn't listen to it in depth. I'm honest. My preference wish it was like an original song for. I do Die, but you know, I have a lot of
3: respect for the song. Yeah, I, I would. I. I would never. If you. <clears throat> if I go to listen to Candle in the Wind, it's going to be 1973. I'm never going to pick 97. I'm going to listen to the 73 Candle in the Wind, the original Elton John song. I. It's just the way it's going to be.
4: Question is, how much did they change it?
3: A lot. A lot? Oh, God, no. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know we
4: really didn't play a primarily lot. Primarily
3: rewritten. I mean, like, a lot of the songs were rewritten. It, it, it's great, and I'm glad that they did it and why they did it, and that's wonderful. But, again, I'm not going to be putting in the 97 version. I'm going to be putting in the 73 version. Right. Okay. Just, just the way it is. It's just one I know. Um, and I love 90s Elton John. I do. I had the the one. I uh, had that album. I everything you did for uh, Disney was great. (laughs) Like it was really good. So, Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine song. There's nothing wrong with it at all, but
4: I'm probably not going to be listening to it much. Uh,
3: Too close by next
4: thoughts. I like it. I mean, Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't, love it, apparently, because I didn't remember
3: it. Yeah, it's a good well. song. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. I sort of forgot about it, and then I heard it. I'm yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. just one
2: of those songs I always
3: just heard in the background yeah. Of me. Yeah, and I but, think that yeah. was kind of it. There was so much going on in the world of R&B that mm-hmm. I was really digging and getting into. And I think right around this time, a lot of your girl R&B bands were starting to get really huge. Yeah, like um, SWV and, and TLC Vogue and En Vogue and all yeah, them yep. are like... Like massive at this point. So maybe getting a little overshadowed, but hey, they did great with this song. So, and of course, Believe by Cher. I really want to know your guys' opinions on the song. Kind of hated it. Really? I liked it, it, but I was like,
4: it almost seemed like a reheated Cher.
3: So I can say (laughs) that um, I find it to be catchy and fun to listen to, but I could totally see how it would get on your nerves.
4: It reminds me of. Madonna's Ray of Light when she came out with yeah, that song very I mean, much so along the same vein yeah dance music autotune totally along the same high vein high
3: beat yeah uh, fast paced beats old women know. trying to look at, no <laughs>
4: Have you seen what Madonna looks like? Yeah, well, we
3: don't want to talk about it. Oh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> she, we had a she, whole... She looks like a Muppet. Matt, Matt went on a whole rant about what Madonna currently looks like.
4: <laughs> she looks like a Muppet from uh, the band, that Muppet band. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh which, by
3: the way, that series is going oh, to see it's gonna it. be great, man, coming to Disney+. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just glad they went around the band. Yeah, I think it's great. Like they're going. It's all about the Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem band. I Most
4: think. amazing band without an album. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: gonna be it's gonna be a fun series. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, something a little different from the Muppets. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um. So there you go. That was our list. Uh, a couple of cool things before we get out of here, just to brag because I want to brag. I was I was doing the math and. uh gonna see this 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 year i'm going to see more concerts in one year than i've ever done in my life and uh well 2020
4: already, was gonna be that way <laughs> but someone <laughs> fucked right. it up for us it wasn't me we're not
3: sure who um so I already saw The Killers, and that was really great. Went with my wife. Um, she's a big fan, and I like a couple of killer songs. And then I realized at the concert how incredible they were, and it was— Were they killer? They were killer. Huh? Um, we talk; I've talked a lot about this uh, in my personal life. Um, there are certain bands that you've always kind of been like, they're fine. I, I like them. I don't really pay them much attention. But then you see them live, and you're like, oh, I get it. For my mom, I remember uh, that was Rush. She went with my stepdad, and she was like, "They were fine." And then I saw them live, and she's like, "Oh, totally get it now." So some,
4: some bands have a better stage presence. Oh my
3: god, dude, he was he was tearing the stage up. He was he was awesome. So I mean, I guess was, that's
4: why a lot of people love Kiss too.
3: Yeah, I'm sure that I would go see Kiss. I'm not a Kiss fan. I, would I mean, still, we
4: kind of did see Kiss I for a I minute. See no, I've we never s- seen
3: Kiss. No. Oh, you didn't you, come? You've said this about twenty times. Duh, I was not. I went
4: with, I went with Eric yeah. that one time. Not not. My roommate Eric at the time.
3: Um, yeah, uh, we're also let's. I, uh, we're also oh, very excited. We're uh, we have our uh, Billy Idol coming up here in a couple of weeks. We're going to see Billy Idol. That's going to be a long weekend for me. Um, <laughs> then uh, we just got our tickets for the Offspring, Simple yes. Plan, and some 41. We got good seats. Yes, very excited about that. And I've got Peter Gabriel seats. So that's going to be a lot of fun. On top of the ones I just mentioned earlier, Everclear, Gin Blossoms. Um Lit, collective yeah, lit, soul, yeah. plush. It's going to be a really fun music. I song really liked
4: so. Lit. I mean, I mean, I only know a few songs. From yeah, them, but I they think. were good. Were they? We just
3: talked about them recently on One Hit Wonders of the '90s Part Two because that song was a hit. And it was right. it was massively uh, big hit, and like we talked about that, like what happened because they were kind of the it band for a minute.
4: Were they American band? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So.
3: I would like to hear from you guys out there. I've put it out on Twitter. I've put it out on Facebook, but I'd like to hear some of the concerts you guys are going to this summer or some of the ones, uh, that you've already went to and and what you thought about it. Um, I know some lucky people out there, if he's listening, which he probably isn't, but Frank, I know you're getting to go see, uh, Depeche mode and uh, I'm a little jealous of you for that, but uh, hey, that's cool. Um, let us know. Let us know what concerts you guys are going to and um, what ones you maybe have already seen or what you're excited about coming up. We'd like we'd love to hear from you. We gave you all our social media stuff earlier, but real quick, I'm gonna let you know. Your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Of course, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, you should check out our TikToks We got quite a few videos over there People seem to enjoy those a lot And of course we do Twisted Kid stuff Especially the Skittles down on YouTube. So please go over to YouTube and check it out You can just do uh, look for Literally uh, the Mixtape Podcast At the Mixtape Podcast And you'll find us over on YouTube um, So please go check us out over there um, I don't really have a whole lot else to say uh, after you guys have heard this. I've uh, Stewie and I am my wife Melissa have just gotten back probably from Operation Fandom. Hopefully that went well. We're very excited about that. We're going to go out and meet uh, Squints. We're going to meet uh, most of well most of the cast well, I mean, from, most
4: of the cast. Yeah,
3: most of the cast from the Sandlot will be out there uh Ari lehman's gonna be out there from the first friday the 13th movie daniel logan from uh star wars episode two i i can't get the name straight so i'm not even gonna try um but he's gonna be out there and a host of other people it's gonna be a really good time looking forward to that um so we'll tell you how that went uh, i will tell you guys that we went to horror hound recently uh the next horror hound will be in indianapolis in august So you guys might want to start checking on that. They're going to start releasing guests and stuff soon for that.
4: I wonder what they're going to try to, what reunion. I don't know. But it's going
3: to be at the Indianapolis Convention Center. So Uh, horrorhoundweekend.com is where you want to find out all your information about that. And that's another thing we like to share uh, on the social media's upcoming cons and fun events. Are we going
4: to try to do that one? I don't know yet.
3: But yeah, so again, social medias go on there. We would we like the um, we like everybody going over there because we want you to share upcoming cons, concerts, um, things like that, because we can only do the areas we're in or the areas we see. But we want everybody to be privy to that, and we put up jokes and memes and lots of '80s and '90s stuff. So go over and check all that stuff out. Again, if you don't mind, please share the show. This is a big ask, but share the show um just let somebody know about it we really appreciate it the show has been doing wonderful and growing and we thank all of you listeners out there in tapeworm land for that it's been amazing so thank you thank you very much thank you very much uh, that's all I have, Stu. It's good to have you back. We may yeah. be getting, uh, we may hear more and more from Stu here over the next uh, few weeks. We're trying to get him set up to he, he he comes over. We're trying to get him set up mobile for when he can't come over to the uh, the studio here, and he can be set up and maybe join us from time to time. It'd be good to have him back. So uh, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening, and remember, until next, we have the opportunity to speak. To always stay, stay awesome. awesome, stay
1: awesome, way off, and we love it. Just stop talking. <laughs> alright, alright. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> I, <don't
3: laughs> I still want a T-shirt. What was the? What was Why the? Brand, what was it? Fruit and fiber? Oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> we want Kevin. Kevin said fruit and fiber is his favorite cereal. We wanted him hold the box, and he it says, Aww. aw, shit! <laughs> <laughs> fruit and fiber! Oh shit!" A
0: lot.
4: <laughs> have you have you been up on the website and seen see? This way, out? Out? I love it. I really
0: do. Because
2: they would yet? that. So, what
3: was that? that was straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. really? Well, we. Well, so I said, we need like I didn't think of it. Kevin goes, "Is it meat you're looking for?" And I was like, "Oh, oh my God, God! How did
1: I miss that
3: joke?" Fucking root spike right over the net. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was so good. Cool. Uh, and sustain, it just became Richie Stanko. Hello.
0: Well, I didn't
3: sign her
2: shirt.
0: Yeah, Raptors. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let the panel Don't <laughs> think it's
0: worth the time and and change your mind? Oh. No, no. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Until then bet, are you gonna let them you down and make you cry? you know? Think you know? Things you change. Things are going your If you're home, one more day, oh, hold on for one more day, yeah. things are going away, go yeah,
2: away. Uh, Hold on one more it, so, um, I cool.
0: know yeah. that there is pain,
2: well, I'm, I'm oh, I will have to have you guys sign
0: away. From from the the <laughs> <mind. laughs> <laughs> know that there is pain,
2: but you hold
3: on for one
0: more day, more and more days. Days. If, it, if
3: anybody out there, I know the music is playing. Like, uh,
0: Someday uh, somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Say goodbye. Until you know. then, baby. Are you getting
3: ready to film and me? And well, I
0: know. do you know. Things are
3: changing. Things are going away.
0: If you hold on.